What's wrong with you people? Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, which is made possible by our friends at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And if you're interested in some preparation for the broadest range of Christian ministry, that's what you can expect when you complete a Master of Divinity at Swibbits. With a wide array of academic options, Southwestern Seminary offers MDiv studies with concentrations in educational ministry, women's studies, international church planting, and more. So whether you're called to student ministry, cross-cultural missions, pastoral ministry, chaplaincy, or anything in between, a Master of Divinity from Southwestern Seminary will equip you to live your calling. You can explore all of these options and more within the Southwestern Seminary MDiv at swivets.edu forward slash MDiv. And Kyle, would you like to get another? No, I think I'm good at the moment. And and by that, I mean, I think my wife would kill me if I said, honey, I'm going back to school for a third time, fourth time, whatever this would be. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is true. I think Coleman Ford, who's over there, uh, D-Man and D-Edmin programs, said something about he's looking for somebody that would want to study and do a dissertation or a project on the relationship of friendship and so forth in ministry. And I was like, dude, sign me up. That sounds like a whole lot of fun. But then the immediate reminder was that my wife would also kill me if I did another. So that's not going to happen. But my question for you today, as I see you drinking your coffee in a Bucky's or Busey's, uh, as that (laughs) uh, viral TikTok said, uh, how are you doing, man? Man, I'm great. Yes, as you said, as you said, I'm, I'm drinking out of my Bucky's mug, which makes it a better day automatically. Um, we had a we had a long weekend. We went to College Station, Texas, at Texas A and M, where my uh, daughter participated in the Texas State Science and Engineering Fair, and uh, that was that was a first for us. And so, long weekend uh, traveling down there, and then um, came back. And Sunday night, I met with a group of association leaders. And um, uh, down in Monahans, Texas, Matt, out in the middle of the of the oil patch, and so uh, it was a long weekend. So I'm dragging a little bit still as we record this on Wednesday morning, but it's it's all good. How about you? Yeah, doing well. And uh, you know, I got to preach at a, a friend of ours church, Trinity Baptist, on yeah. Sunday. Had a great time there, and uh, really enjoyed the uh, the fellowship the worship, the the opportunity to preach, of course, and encourage them and him. He was there. And so that was always fun getting to see him. And uh, and we've had a good weekend as well. It was very busy. We had some softball. We had some activities, things we did. Uh, but, uh, but it was a good time. But we're not here to talk about our weekends, our trip to science fairs or where we preached on Sunday. We are here to talk about a little something. Kyle? What are we discussing today? Yeah, so today we are uh, we're going to talk through an article that was posted at Lifeway Research by uh, Marissa, I believe it's Postel, um, that uh, just talks about some skills that pastors have said that they need to develop. And the reason this caught my eye, um, because two of the big ones um, are disciple making and technology. Now, we are not experts on either one of those topics, but but we've done a little bit 
um, with each of them. And we've learned really, especially over the course of the last uh, two years, how to adapt and <laughs> and use technology in disciple making. And so I just thought it was interesting, especially as we look at kind of some of the differences in, in large church uh, pastors and how they responded and smaller church pastors. And uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk through um, how pastors can help develop skills in disciple making and in technology and maybe one or two others that, that showed up in this survey. Yeah, for sure. And, and this kind of gets to the heart, perhaps, of one of the things that the replant team talks a lot about, uh, that being a resourceful generalist. And, uh, you know, a lot of our context here, you know, with those, our listeners, that kind of deal, are in a church where maybe you're wearing a number of hats automatically. And uh, I know many of us were not necessarily live streaming services uh, before the pandemic. Uh, but since the pandemic, we're, you know, we had to, we started to, maybe we're still doing that. And there's still some, I've run into some churches that still need some help on the live streaming side of things or what's the best way to do it. And, uh, you know, for a church that's small, all of that kind of stuff, you know, I, one of my encouragements on the technology side, of course, is to keep it simple. Uh, you know, you don't need the elaborate, you know, video system and all of that kind of stuff with transitions and everything else. You know, there's, Absolutely nothing wrong when it's just simply trying to get the message out there and, and kind of be a stopgap for those that aren't able to come. Where you just throw the iPhone or a decent camera up, there's a you know a few different cameras that are directly made for live streaming where you can throw that up on a tripod or whatever and be done with it. And uh, you know, so there's simple things there, but there's also an intersection here on technology and disciple making that I think you should consider. Uh, as well, and we could talk about that, is for us, uh, we had, as I was at Mayhill, a time where we were training people to be disciple makers. And so it's kind of part of our disciple making process. And uh, it was in that season where COVID was kind of coming up and down and, and, you know, spikes and declines and plateaus and all of that kind of stuff. So at any given time during the whole process, we may have somebody that either got sick or at least early on, and that's all of that stuff was maybe exposed. And so they didn't want to come and share that with the other, you know, 12 people that we had or whatever, which I appreciate. And so what we were doing is, of course, we would just record those times or even live stream that time. And uh, what's neat about it, when you record some of those things, especially something like a new members class or disciple making, if somebody's just not able to come during that, you can also send them that, you know, have access to that uh, where they can watch and, uh, and then follow up with them from there. Uh, but Kyle, let's first talk about technology beyond the obvious uh, live stream stuff that we've talked about that, you know, I just shared. It's as simple as maybe putting your iPhone up there and going live on Facebook and you can be done with it. Right. But beyond that, what are some other areas of maybe some developmental needs that pastors uh, may need to have for technology? And then you can make another plug for that replant hub along yeah. the way with that. Yeah. So, um, I mean, at its most basic level, I mean, if we're talking the technology that is um, almost required to operate in today's world, uh, you're talking smartphones um, for churches, uh, social media would be um, almost a must have um, a website. And, and so, you know, as a pastor, you don't have to be an expert in all those things, but you probably do need to know at least how to how to operate a smartphone and um, send and receive text messages, um, how to how to navigate your way around Facebook or Twitter or whatever social media accounts that your church uses. And then the basic ins and outs of, of a church website. Now, there are a lot of tools out there that can help, um, you know, with 
uh, developing websites, lots of uh, lots of companies that can help with that. Um, but you need to understand something about the importance of of a church website because most of the time someone's going to come to your uh, church website and check things out before they ever walk through your door. Um, and so, uh, you, you know, the, just kind of these basic technology things. And then as far as, you know, you already mentioned a little bit about live streaming, um, you know, some sort of an HD camera, cell phones work pretty well that the cameras on those things are, are really pretty good. Um, uh, you know, most churches by now are employing some sort of technology in their worship service, whether that's you know, PowerPoint or uh, ProPresenter or something like that. And, uh, you know, you can get projectors or you can just go get a smart TV that will actually do a whole lot and look a lot better than a lot of projectors out there. And uh, you mentioned the Replant Hub, you know, in, in the event that you are without a worship leader, or um, even if your church is without a pastor, there are some resources at www.replanthub.com that can help you uh, with those. In fact, uh, a mutual friend of ours, Dusty Marshall, uh, woke up and, and found out that his uh, worship leader was going to be out on Sunday and his backup worship leader was going to be out on Sunday. So uh, he went on, downloaded some worship videos from the hub and ended up plugging those in kind of last second. But that allowed them to have uh, kind of corporate worship in their um, in their service. Yeah. And uh, and also remember this, th- this is going to be a broad uh, stroke of a paintbrush. Uh, but some of the statistics were showing that the least likely uh, concern for younger pastors is this area, technology. And remember, we were most of us were raised with computers. We were raised with even the internet. Uh, I think you and I, we were raised with dial-up early on, and yep. uh, and that was quickly replaced and so forth. So we are very accustomed, generally speaking, to the rapid change of products and all of that kind of stuff. You know, Windows changing by the day, it seemed like, and of course, Apple now, all that kind of stuff. So there is that kind of learning curve that we were just raised with. And uh, in some of those that may be a little bit older, were identifying technology as one of their greatest needs, or actually their greatest need. Uh, And some of those things were flipped, right? We, our age group was saying that we needed more improvement in communication, while that was very low on the older demographic. And, And so we see some of those dynamics. Of course, we're early on in preaching and communicating and all of that kind of stuff in front of a crowd, while older pastors generally aren't. You know, they've had years of experience there. So we can see some of those dynamics. And so this is another way that, you know, we've talked about the Barnabas thing, the Aaron and her thing, uh, you know, the local association side, as you get in there, you're going to find pastors of all ages, guys just starting out, those that are winding down, uh, talk like communicate with one another and you can probably find some areas to help them in areas where they can help you. And so you might be, if you're listening to this, an expert communicator, strong on leadership because you've been doing this for a long time. See that new guy in your local association, take him out for coffee, that kind of deal. See what areas he could use some help with and and some encouragement and then vice versa. If you're the young guy, don't just look for the oldest guy in the room and can I help you learn how to turn on your iPhone? Like, don't do that. Uh, but, you know, share and talk. And as you get to know with them, see if there's any areas that they could use some help at their church or in their own home, all that kind of stuff. Uh, because that's what I know. I mean, my mom is, I'm not going to say the age, but is much, much older than 
Bart and Bart is really old. And so uh, with my mom, anytime she gets a new phone, I know that for the next week, I'm going to get a call or what I can't find this. I can't find that. I can't find this. I can't find that like back and forth and we'll call and I'll have to do it. And then eventually we'll do like a, you know, a home phone call where I'm like trying to figure out what she's looking at, what I'm, and so I kind of have some experience that just because of my mom's age, uh, but, but be ready to help one another, right? So within our church, we're kind of that resourceful generalist, uh, but know what you're sort of an expert at. Know what some of your needs may be. And as you get among those local association contexts where you find this is an expert on somebody that has done bylaws and navigated maybe a change on this or whatever it is for their church, where we can learn from them, or I'm an expert in live stream and all this kind of stuff, I can help them with that, right? So we are in this together. And that's more than just our work as the cooperative program with getting the gospel all the way to the ends of the earth, seminaries, all of that. We're also in this together because pastors are at different stages of their ministry career and so forth, and we can help one another in some of these areas. So look at where your strengths are, offer those strengths to your local association, look for where your weaknesses are, and seek help in your local association for those. Any other thoughts on the technology side? Yeah, I would say, you know, as we as we move into disciple making, um, the technology is a tool that can be used in, in disciple making. But it's also a tool that you can use in pastoral care for your people. Um, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, when, you're, when your mom gets a new phone, you're going to spend a week helping her set that up. Um, I remember uh, folks in, in our church knew that I, I wasn't an expert in technology, but, but I knew my way around like setting up a router. And so I had multiple church members who would call me like if they were having internet problems before they would call like the internet tech and, and you know, pay a hundred bucks um, in a service call or whatever, they would call me and say, Hey, we're, we're having issues. Can you come by? And so, you know, in, in a way I was doing pastoral care, going over and, and helping some folks with, with a need that they had. And then, you know, I was also able to sit down and visit with them for a little while. And there, there was usually goodies involved too, you know, cookies or brownies or, Oh, pastor, thank you so much. We're, we're so grateful. So, um, you, you know, here's the reality um, technology is not going away. Um, and in fact, it's it's only going to increase from this point on. And so if you've kind of been a, a holdout um, on, you know, some of the newfangled technologies, um, it, it's time to get on board with, with things like smartphones and computers um, because, uh, because our world is not going back. Um, it, this is a, this is a permanent staple of society and, uh, and you will be able to better care for your people if you embrace not all of it, but some of the technology that, that they're using. Yeah. And, and as you're thinking specifically about disciple making, remember that, yes, that does include one-on-one discipleship, right? Sitting across, you know, your, your pastor desk, whatever we, sacred desk, whatever we call it. No, that's a pulpit. Anyway. <laughs> your desk in your office. Uh, you know, it's having that, having the cup of coffee with the person and, and having that intentional one-on-one discipleship. Yes, that's part of it. But also remember the model that we have in, in Jesus, who is teaching and talking as he is going. And so, you know, I, I remember the times, you know, in Mayhill of us going out to the the Hibbard Ranch and we would go and drive in and, and their little feed wagon. And the whole time we're talking about faith. We're talking about raising kids. We're talking about the Bible. We're talking about the last sermon. What sermon is coming up? What's your next series? 
and along the way, that is disciple making. It's yes. not as intentional and maybe focused in the sense of we're going to cover blank, 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 and blank. But there is that aspect of accountability and, and kind of gauging their spiritual growth and, and the needs that they're going to have. And, uh, and so one of the ways, you know, pastors that are listening into this and, and members that are listening into this, uh, that I think you can improve here is don't kind of, there, there's two ways that we err. Don't err on assuming your preaching alone is enough disciple making, uh, right? That's, it's critically important. All of that. We're not saying that. Don't don't just assume that's all you need to do. Like as long as I preach the Bible, all of my people are going to know exactly what they need to know. Uh, you have 52 Sundays a year. The average person goes to about half of them. So it can't be everything. And then number two, as one person, you cannot uh, effectively disciple every single member of your church in a one-on-one scenario. So offload that a bit. Train up those disciple makers. Uh, to to train them to then go on to the next member and so forth. So there's that aspect, uh, but also don't just focus on that. As you go, you know, as you're going about your week, as you're making those visits, as you're going over to help somebody with their router, right? This is stuff we can do without even thinking, right? We're just plugging it in. We know the password. We know, you know, it's easy. So as we're going, ask how they're doing. What have you been? What have you been reading lately in the Bible? What have you been learning? Lately, what are some prayers that have been answered? Just as you're going, you can have those conversations. And, uh, and so, so I think that's one of the ways we can improve is just look at your whole life as we see Jesus's whole ministry of those opportunities kind of in an organic way, where just as you're going, when you find yourself next to somebody, you're having those spiritual conversations along the way, and you're teaching them and ultimately discipling them as you do. Kyle, other thoughts there? Yeah, one of the um, probably most formative resources for me in this area um, is Robert Coleman's um, Master Plan of Evangelism, where where he, he breaks down how Jesus trained the disciples, and and like you said, so much of it, it was he was he spent time with them, he was with them, they were talking as they were walking down the road, and so there were I mean there were certainly formal times of teaching we see that things like the Sermon on the Mount. Um, but there are far more times of informal teaching, right? Where, where they're walking along and Jesus sees a fig tree and he, and he uses that as an illustration to teach them. Um, and so discipleship happens in formal ways, right? So your, your preaching would be a formal, uh, a formal way of discipleship. Uh, certainly Sunday school, small classes, uh, small groups would be, um, a form of discipleship one-on-one, you know, kind of set weekly meetings in, a, in a, your office or a coffee shop going through uh, some sort of curriculum together. Th- those are formal times, but then there are informal times as well. And, and I think we need to um, c- think through the impact that those informal times can have as well. Like you said, going, you know, riding down the road with somebody, um, going and spending time in someone's home. We, we, we would con- typically consider that pastoral care, but there's discipleship that can happen there as well. Um, and so, you know, not every single discipleship meeting has to have, you know, books open and uh, going through some sort of curriculum. Now, I, I would advise if you're doing one-on-one discipleship with someone that you have some some sort of set schedule, set curriculum, there's all kinds of um, stuff out there you can go through. You can also open up the Bible and, and walk through uh, the Gospels or one of Paul's letters. Um, though that's 
I, I don't think we rely enough on that. I think sometimes we we jump right to, uh, well, you know, I need to I need to have like this twelve week study guide that we use. Well, you can. There's nothing wrong with that, but you can also just take somebody through scripture. Um, that that's that's kind of worked for most of the two thousand year history of Christianity, and, and I think we're we're too quick maybe to to look for something outside that when it comes to more formal times of discipleship. My my final point that I would like to make is wherever you feel that you're struggling, certainly in these areas, disciple making, technology, leadership, uh, communication, counseling, administration, conflict management, preaching, uh, right? Even though there are some that are lower than others, higher than others, if you struggle with any of those, uh, you now know that you are not alone, right? Even even the preaching one that is the lowest, 32%, I believe this was out of 200 pastors. So that tells you there's 64 people out there uh, that are also struggling with preaching, right? None of us probably feel like we are Adrian Rogers anyway. And on all of these areas, we can always approve, improve a little bit. Uh, so, so realize that you're not alone. And, uh, and so if you see that preaching is your struggle, communication is your struggle, that's obviously mine because I can't even say accurate, um, you know, things like that, where if you know one of these things or are a struggle, reach out. Uh, right. All of the seminaries, one of the things that's great about them, and, and of course, Southwestern, is many of them are filled with professors that are also practitioners. Uh, the replant team. These are not just guys that are experts in replanting. These are guys that are doing replanting. And so, uh, you know, from the seminaries to NAM, you have a ton of resources at your fingertips for any of these things. And, uh, and so share them, you know, obviously if you're having a conflict with a certain person at your church, don't get out there on Facebook and say, Hey, how do I deal with Miss Sue that keeps griping about blank, blank, and blank. You know, there might be a little more vague way that you need to do it or reach out to a pastor that, you know, do you know anybody that's navigated a split? Do you know, somebody that's, you know, dealt with something along these lines and then learn from them. You can do that personally in the local association side. Of course, many conventions are going to have young pastor gatherings, bivo pastor gatherings, like the different kind of stages of ministry gathering for people, right? Take advantage of those. Uh, and if you have one of these struggles and you're like, I've tried the local association, I've tried asking on Twitter, I've tried doing blank and blank and blank, and you still can't find any help, reach out to us. Uh, you know, Kyle is at Kyle Bierman on Twitter. I'm at M Hensley on Twitter. And uh, I think both of our DMs are open, so you're welcome to send whatever you want, and uh, and we would be glad to either point you in the right direction, or if it's something we're uh, particularly good at, we can maybe help you ourselves. And so take advantage of those things because we are in this for the long haul, right? You know, we're you're not going to be a great disciple maker on day one as a as a pastor. You're not going to be a great preacher, and by year twenty and thirty. You will listen back to those sermons 20 or 30 years ago. Thankfully, we will have Facebook to thank for that or sermon audio or whatever it is. And we're like, what was wrong with that guy? <laughs> he is horrible. And, uh, and so it's okay, right? We're always growing as part of growing and, and maturing and sharpening those skills. And so look for these things. We're going to put it in the show note and uh, just kind of self-identify with these. You know, what what is an area that you think you need to grow in? And, uh, and maybe ask you know, a trusted deacon or or somebody that sees you serve a lot at the church and and offer these eight things and say, is there an area that sticks out to you that I could really focus this year on improving? 
And if it's a trusted, you know, don't go to the critic at the church because it'll probably all eight, all eight are terrible. Uh, go to somebody that you trust, that loves you, believes in you, ask them, and then spend the year kind of developing some of those things and working on preaching or conflict, whatever it might be. Uh, Kyle, any final words? Yeah. And if, if you need some help determining those, like you said, you can go to some folks in your church. Um, on the Church Replanters website, we have um, a replanter characteristic survey that's a self-assessment. Um, and, and when you take that, it'll give you uh, some feedback uh, with kind of your areas of strength and then areas for growth as well that, uh, that you can work on developing. And so, you know, don't be afraid to take um, some assessments like that. Because it, if, you, if you don't know what your areas of weakness are, you, you don't know them. And those can help you discover them and it can help you uh, then grow in, in those areas. Continue to build on your strengths and then kind of shore up those areas of weaknesses as well. And, and as you mentioned, Matt, uh, keep in mind that you are not alone. No, there is not a perfect pastor on the planet who does um, everything perfectly. We all have areas of weakness that we need to, uh, to improve on. And, and thankfully, uh, the Lord's given us a lot of good tools and a lot of good people to help develop those areas. All right. Well, you've heard a lot today, and we're going to put this in the show notes. Like we said, again, a reminder, plug into your local association. Probably most of these can be helped right there. Uh, you know, of course, pursuing education, if that's something you can manage, even if it's a class at a time, you know, pick one of these things. Every seminary we have is going to have a class on leadership or communication or preaching. You know, just take one of those classes, even if you audit it. Right? There's a million ways you can work on these things. Uh, but one of the first steps is going to be that local association, plugging in there, reaching out to us if you need some help. And of course, if you're needing help for, you know, preaching or worship leading at your church, remember that Replant Hub is available and you can go back to our previous episode to learn about that. Kyle, send us out. Well, until next time, may your coffee, which I hope you're also drinking out of a Bucky's mug, be as black as night and as bold as the gospel you declare. What's wrong with you people?